Dinosaurs lived 65 million years ago. What is left of them is fossilized in the rock. Teeth. We need more teeth. It's not a real dinosaur. Jurassic fans, this is the 32nd episode of your podcast, the Jurassic fans are rather nude podcast. I'm Daniel, the one who does announcements, and this is the man who misspelled Stegosaurus on the cryogenic storage containers, Matthew Millen. Hello, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen. Daniel, good sir, how are you today in this scorching night, which I happen to know it's actually quite cold over there. Yeah, I'm glad to tell you that it's just quarter for your night. Yeah, I'm dying here. And you are just chilling. Quite literally. Yeah. So do tell me, how y'all traveling? I just wish I wasn't, you know, melting. Just that. Yeah, we always uh, melt. But come on, we are here talking about the dinosaur there, our Instagram followers, our dear followers, they have chosen. And here we have our guest as well, our special guest, we have Everton here, how are you doing, mate? Hello, people on the road, how are you? How are you guys? I'm hanging there, anxious. I'm just, you more. know, dying here, but I'm quite good. <laughs> it's just a question of weather. <laughs> please do survive you'll have a whole fun base to please okay i'll do my best yeah. that, that's a good point all righty so we ran a poll last week between the brachio and the parasaurolophus and guess who won da, 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 da. The i really don't lizard. know the arm lizard apparently no one likes parasaurolophus <laughs> sorry for y'all like two people in the world who do <laughs> yeah, all right seems, seems like the the guys from Instagram really like giraffe-looking dinosaurs. Yeah. It looked like that our parasaurus was smashing. Yeah, and I mean, I thought they would go for it because the picture I posted was like a, the bioluminescent one from Camp Cretaceous. Well, maybe they don't like bioluminescent dinosaurs. <laughs> maybe what? that's... Yeah. that's uh, that's the point. That's insane. <laughs> Anyways, let's talk, talk about the Brachio then. So this is one of the most iconic ones we have to admit because, well, basically the first dino to be shown when John Hammond, he arrived there with all of the other folks and he said, Oaken, the Jurassic Park. So, yeah. And we have the amazing theme song in the back. <laughs> 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 They are moving in herds. They do moving herds. Yeah, that's an iconic scene. Yeah, that's could replay like... it all, as you can see. Now you have, you know, all the knowledge to, to, to get in contact. That I love the first movie. It's it's classic. It's in my opinion the best one. You know, that's it. Yeah, it always be there. First place in Poland. Oh, well, well. But we have some other versions of a Brachiosaurus, and I sent you this <laughs> quite interesting yeah. thing. There are a lot of them, in fact. 
Yeah, like uh, on the second movie, it doesn't shy up. We just have some other um, theropods like Mamanchosaurus. Then on the third movie, it appears again with a red head for no good reason. Just because Dino had to mm -hmm. be more colorful in Sona. The version number three isn't then Fallen Kingdom, just, you know, to remind fans of the first movie because it's almost the same scene again. And then... Yeah, now that you mentioned it, it is quite actually the same scene. It's just that, you know? It, like, it only changes the background and, well, people carrying guns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I guess, like, uh, there's no paleontologist there this time. Yeah. That's the main Very difference. Evil guys. So, uh, version number four, which is just brown, that's it, straightforward. Version five was uh, light brown. But the most interesting one, and I guess you think the same, is version number six. What the <laughs> heck is that? <laughs> it's a snake. Yeah. <laughs> it, I, I don't know. It looks like it's high. <laughs> <laughs> like oh man like oh no I shouldn't have eaten that that is strange plant that guy gave me oh it was so delicious <laughs> more like a mushroom oh. it was irradiated yeah and look at it it's basically purple violet really yeah but I think part of this is colors is due the the illumination of the ambience, you know. Yeah, I, yeah, I, probably because on the back, you you see the background is yeah kind of a sepsia tone. Maybe it's yeah, the there are sepsia tone there. But oh my god, that is so reflecting the scales. But it sounds you know a little bit weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you guys are right. All about the lighting, really. But the pose is still a bit strange. Well, sorry for this observation, but what I realized here is that this, the color of this dinos looks like to me has the, the insect that we saw here in Brazil called varejeira. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, yes. Yeah, there is a mix of colors. Okay. Oh yeah, God. it looks like a kind of fly. <laughs> for, for those of you who are not Brazilians, we have this huge fly here that is called varejeira and it's just as colorful as this image we're seeing here which probably you guys the size of a uh, crocodile you had in your home yeah. <laughs> oh, you know i guess the yeah. only thing really that striat doesn't have bigger than us oh, everything I, there. I, I so. yeah then we have a huge fly yay yay that's what brazil's got all right huge flies Alrighty. Rich so, biodiversity. So just about the six versions that we have here. Uh oh boy, Everton, please do tell us which is the most accurate one. Hmm. Difficult decision. Let me take another look here again. Well, they are in fact two very similar, you know. The only thing that changes is the color and some anatomical positions. And how high they are. Um, let me choose one. 
I think my eyes like it to, you know, see it. I think it's the version three. It's a classic one. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Version three is Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. Jurassic World it's, Fallen Kingdom. But in my heart is always perfect. Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah. My and for me, everything is Jurassic Park. You guys want to name it Jurassic World? No, it's Park. A suggestion it's, for you if you are curious, please. And you are a producer of the movie, create a new poster, maybe Jurassic Park and X and World. <laughs> road <inside>. yeah that <laughs> would be yeah, better. Nice. better yeah well you see i do think this time really like uh next year we're having jurassic park six it's not jurassic world three that's that's preposterous we have the sixth movie <laughs> that's what it is also jurassic fan always a jurassic fan yeah you don't care about the accuracy it doesn't a... matter if it's park or world it's jurassic fan. Oh, well, and uh, well, I have here some appointment about the Brachiosaurus general appearance. Uh, well, Brachy was an unusual dino that lived during the mid to late Jurassic period, mainly in North America. One of the tallest dinosaurs, in fact, you know, presenting a long neck, making it look like a giraffe, and its four legs were longer than its right legs. Hind legs. Uh, well, the name Brachiosaurus, in fact, as Daniel Red said, means arm lizard. You probably realized why, you know. And uh, about this school, it presents a wide muzzle that, and a thick jawbones that houses a spoon shaped teeth, which were perfectly suited for stripping vegetation but not breaking up large chunks of plants because there are a large diversity of plants that period. Because we are talking about Jurassic, so the vegetation was rich, the humidity of the ambience was rich. You know, the environment was something like we can see here in our high plants of Rio Grande do Sul. And uh, the preferred ones that this animal would like to eat probably was coniferous trees, dingoes, and cicads. You know, there are some classic plants mm, present. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Some classic plants present on this moment of life. And uh, we have many, many interesting things here in the Brachiosaurus because, for example, the weight of this animal is something about 55 metric tons. If, sorry, 56, in fact. And uh, the length of this animal, I think is... is that would be know, around 62 tons. You know, metric tons would be 62 tons around. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think the length of this animal is something that I discuss in nowadays. But 82 feet, you know, something around... 25 meters long, it's something about this. So, um, I think uh, there we are, I think we have been heard, we've been hearing for a long now, is the position, the posture of this creature. So like, especially regarding the neck, why would this animal 
just like so different from other theropods, have the neck with this posture, like uh, standing up instead of uh, browsing the low vegetation. You are talking about the angle, for example? Yeah, just like that, you know, because uh, I remember that even on the second novel, it was, yeah, it was the second novel, um, there was a, a dialogue about the characters, uh, but it was like about a battle forest, which is quite a different one. Mm -hmm. I'm not stupid, folks, don't worry about that. That it would like mm -hmm. uh, be a low browser. It would just stand in a place and like just eat everything around it with its long neck. So I do understand that just for niching so like uh, some of them would eat some higher plants and there were the low breath of like a patosaurus but uh, wasn't it like a problem to try to pump this much blood through such a long neck and against the gravity force yeah 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 there, there's a lot of important things that we need to point here because we are talking about an animal with uh, you know a, a length totally huge, then it's one of the most, uh, you know, interesting dinos present here in our talk. And then a tallest one that already was discovered. Uh, I think that the position, of the, the, the angle that animal can put uh, the neck, it's something uh, that we can mention, for example, the speciation, the event of species. Uh, because it confers to this kind of animal such advantages to for you know getting food because he can reach the top of the trees and other animals with you know smaller than him cannot and uh, I think but, but you felt you're you are uh, thinking about the hearth the hearth for example that yeah. needs to the hole wouldn't it be like, hard for the hot to pump that much blood through like a how long would that be? Yeah, it's a question of gravity, but there is some studies involving the bonds and some anatomical uh, structures that can help the heart with the question of, you know, helping the, the blood passing through the vessels to the, the head, because it's something that happens here nowadays in the giraffes, for example, the same thing. But Unfortunately, the fossil record just preserved some anatomical structures in terms of bones, and uh, some currently studies are, you know, happening nowadays. So I think it's, it's a question of need more studies. Yeah, sure. Yeah, like everything said, uh, there is a lot of debate around how, what what the exact angle and flexibility of of our brachial neck is. And well, one very common theory is that since it had longer forelimbs than the hind ones, <coughs> and considering that its neck would, you know, come from a straight line from its spinal cord as it is in us, in us humans. So the, the uh, uh, watch today, what? English. Today, English is not a very good language for me. <laughs> the, so the forelimbs being higher than the hind ones, it would make its neck stand up. So mm -hmm. unlike giraffes, it, they wouldn't have this, well, expected angle. And it would 
go up. So it would have a slightly curved neck and its head would be up. You guys can't see me, but I'm making the, the shape of it with my arm. Anyhow, and about the heart, probably just like giraffes, brachios could control the, its heartbeat frequency in order to supply enough blood for it. And it probably had a stronger uh, muscular tissue in the heart. Yeah. So that it could supply enough blood for that for the brain and other other organs. So this cue that we you, you just cited on the neck, that thing that we see in version number one in the very first scene of a brachiosaurus in the park, like that thing that is shaped like an ass, really. Yeah, yeah, that's the most accepted theory, but it's a still there's a still debate around it. Why is yeah, this a macro this, 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 Yeah. But, but I think the, the, the position of the negative animal so have a lot of things to discuss, but of course there were some there were some limitations that we can point. For example, the, the position of the neck could never be, I think, straight, you know, because it's a question of gravity. It's difficult. It happens the same with giraffes nowadays. And uh, it's a good point to take care when we are making some polywart, you know, we need to avoid some positions of dinos, like the position of the head, for example, of my baby Carno, because there are some, you know, bond limitations and limitations as well, that you can take notes and avoid drawing animals with such position because they are, you know, impossible. Yeah, oh well, that's for sure, I guess. You have to study the fossils and the, the skeleton as a whole, even before trying to draw anything, right? Oh, if you would like to draw something scientifically great, you should. Wow, I mean, we see some accuracy here, and we're talking about <laughs> Jurassic, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, another important thing related to the physiology of this organism is that sauropods, as our bracket friend, had a... Had a air filled pockets inside their bodies, which would have made them quite buoyant and unstable if they enter deep water. Disagreeing with the previous hypothesis of living most in water of some sort of dissated, you know. Yeah, but that was like back in the day, like a long time ago, right? I mean, <laughs> there was like a Victorian breakfast yeah. forest. Yeah, because of the nostrils yeah. on top of the head. But yeah, yeah. After two thousand and four discoveries, they ruled that out. Another cool thing that I got surprised when I discovered is that the nostrils of the animal wasn't the top of the head. Do you right know it? Yeah, not the nose. And it, yeah, it it's totally cool. Top of the head. And, yeah, and that's, that's it, very good for it because imagine if it's in the front of the head. And you're just like, you know, eating those spiky tree, trees, trees. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have spikes way up your nostrils. <laughs> yeah. That's, we just found the reason why it had the nostrils like that. 
That's it. Yay, we're making science. <laughs> it's not just talking BS here. <laughs> All right, shall we tackle the behavior now? Because uh, still in the first movie, we see a huge head of a Brachiosaurus approaching the humans. I'm not sure that Skyo is correct, but uh, this ginormous animal it approaches the humans and it sneezes at them. <laughs> Marvelous. Memorable scene. Quite yeah. remarkable. So, um, <laughs> do tell me, is it even possible that dinosaurs would have coats? Oh, well, first I would like to hear about what you think about it. I, I didn't understand. What was the question? Uh, do you think dinosaurs would have coats like these Brachio had in the first movie? Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, you see, the common code virus is a coronavirus. So, the common code, not the COVID-19. The common code we get is from a coronavirus. And, well, coronavirus is such a disseminated virus that even plants have their own coronaviruses. So, yeah, definitely. They could... They could definitely have colds. Let's not forget that dinos were animals. So as every animal, they were also uh, subject to diseases. You know, I just love how many times you cited the word for like, if anyone was having our pot as a mindscape, <laughs> it just reminds the reality. Yay. Take this punch of reality in your face. Wow. <laughs> yeah, people, that's it. Uh, you know, animals and even plants, people, they all got sick. Why not dinosaurs? Eh? Uh, but there are interesting points here. All disease and sickness are caused by many different things. In this case, we're talking about flu and cold, are caused by viruses. But when it comes to dinosaurs, the only thing that we have that can prove it is the fossil record. And the fossil record usually shows us pathologies involving bonds, such as deformations that may have been caused by arthritis, cancer, or maybe infections. But probably they should have been less affected by disease than humans are nowadays. Because, you know, our, our population are huge. There are a, a, a great question involving DNA. Yeah, I mean, DNA. everything on Earth seems to be stronger than humans. Like, we're so squishy. <laughs> That's I just want to make the, uh, a... Quick observation here for those of uh, for those of you who don't know, whales they moan, they don't sing. Well, some whales do. The bowhead whale, they sing, but other whales they moan. So right, yeah, when, yeah when you hear a uh, whale singing, you're actually hearing it moaning. I'm frightened yeah. right now. <laughs> Yeah, they should mark this episode uh, yes. as explicit. Yeah, uh -huh. but just to conclude here, uh, unfor unfortunately, in fact, uh, many diseases or deadly disease don't affect the bones. So this kind of, you know, register is difficult to, the, you know, real, the perceive when you are talking about the fossil record. It's something difficult. Yeah, but I mean, it's just lovely that they added this because uh, that's not in the novel as far as I can remember. And it was not even a Brachio in the novel, it was a Myophora. Um, so, yeah, it, it didn't appear in the novel with a cold. 
And it just reminds us that just like Dr. Grant had said in that very same scene, they are not monsters, they are animals. And animals do get sick. So mm-hmm. that was just yeah, a great way organisms. Yeah. Great way to tell you that. Yeah, so, so I think it's normal so, to find on Dino or another thing. Some other interesting facts to keep this sturdy body. It is believed that brachios, they had to eat up at least 400 kilograms of plant. That's about 880 pounds. And recent discoveries believe that they were warm-blooded animals because of their body size. And their body temperature would reach around 38.2 degrees Celsius. That's about 100.8 Fahrenheit. And well... That's warmer than human blood. That's warmer than human blood, yeah. Because like our blood is always, well, not always, but uh, an average of uh, 35 Celsius, right? Yeah, 30, around 35, 36 degrees Celsius. Wow. And well, uh, another thing, because of that, of their huge mass, they would need a lot of, well, you know, calories. And because of that, they would avoid rocky and, well, climbing hills because that takes a lot of energy. So unless it was extremely necessary, they would always stay on plain land. Like Once again, you have a curiosity in JP there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Oh, but there are another theory that talks about the temperature of the body. That is the gigantotherms. It's a term used for giant animals that can control their own temperature. And you know, our animals lose a normal size allowing them to keep the uh, high body temperatures and also present in some behavioral or bodily mechanisms to keep cool despite their large size, such as having a low metabolism during adulthood, like. Yeah, because I I doubt dinosaurs would sweat. So yeah, they <laughs> they would have a, a tough time. They're cool. They were in a hard time. Down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huge nice. sweater for a huge dino. You see, I a kind of behavior that we have on most of the things with brachiosaurus is that they seem to be curious. They are always approaching human beings. I sent you here some images that we see, like, surely the first movie, and then the third one, where they are just passing by the boat, brachios approach the water and go like, hey, what's that? I don't know, Jay. Let's look at it. And then uh, I even have this picture here that I got from the, the week fandom that is um, the treetop attraction that was supposed to be a thing in Jurassic World, but uh, I don't know why it was not. And again, this dinosaur here, this brachio, is purple, much like the one we saw before. So uh, mm-hmm. it's a bit weird. But anyways, it, it's once again approaching human beings. So y- y'all think it to be this curious and approaching human beings? Um. Well, considering that it was a hare before, lived in herds and saw this tiny little thingy walking by, I think it would be curious to see what's up <laughs> let's like not ants. forget that cows are, are very curious. <laughs> yeah 
let's not forget that cows are very curious animals and they will come to inspect you if you give them time. So uh, yeah, I think it would it would be that curious. Yeah. No, you know, you're, you're on the back here. Tiny thing. What? What is that? It doesn't smell like like us. What is that? Let's go see. <laughs> well, then Kobe was smelling really bad because they were quite far. Yeah. So I I, I think, in my opinion, I agree with Matthew, of course. And uh, it's a common behavior of many animals currently, you know, to be curious and to, you know, contact other species just to know what they are. And well, I think it's the same case for Brachio. I think it's accurated. There's no problem. Well, taking into account math theory, I guess we can say that Amanda Kirby sticks, quite literally. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, so uh, part of the final thoughts here, guys, we have this terrible thing that we have in Fallen Kingdom. And I, I found an interesting bit here in the wiki because it says that this was the original Brachio that was seen by Grant and the authors when, the, when they arrived at the park in 1993. Uh, where they, did they even got that? I heard some, some time that um, this was just, uh, 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 you know, something related, for example, to remind the first movie. And uh, I don't know to to conclude some trilogy of the movie. Yeah, surely. Like I, a, I don't know. We're destroying the park. It's going now. It's all yeah. in your city. Yeah, maybe. It's Why they did like, it? With my heart. <laughs> yeah, first they crush our hearts, then they end a cycle with our hearts crushed. Yeah, and life, moves, life moves on. Now they will take over our world. And... Like a tribute or a homage to the to original movie. I don't know why, but I cried a lot in the movie. So... <laughs> yeah, I think it wasn't necessary to to crush our hearts like that. I don't. I don't... Yeah, so I will stay in silence to discuss the, the fucking thing because you know I'm getting bad here. Uh, yeah. you, you know what? Uh, how I is is in Jabraco. <laughs> <laughs> Before just, crying, just observation yeah. here in order to conclude it um that's a good good scene to discuss because you can hear he has seated the brachiosaurus and uh up with the hind legs and unlike in the movie okay. probably brax couldn't hear up with hind legs due to you know the the sort of the body shape and lame length of brachiosaurus made it too difficult and very energetically costly to an animal doing so probably it wouldn't be possible and it happens in this movie and in the first one the icon iconic scene is not scientifically correct ah watch you look at that as usual iconic scenes are not accurate oh yeah there is a, a, a break of dreams here who would have guessed all right, so from zero to 10, how accurate is Injun Brachio and which one is the most accurate version? Well, excluding the, the purple ones and the, <laughs> the ones... radioactive ones. Yeah, because yeah. you can't use the lighting to excuse the, the treetop the attraction radio, one. <laughs> the radioactive dinos, excluding those. And and that one with the red head, well, I, I think it's... they did a pretty good job with this one why do you think it could not have a red hair because 
It's not classic. Why would you, why would you have a, a red head if you live amongst, you know, trees and everything is green? You would just stand out. Because then the other girls could see you because they are quite tall as well. Yes, but no. <laughs> Anyhow, um, considering the version 3, I would give it a straight 10. And yeah, just remind considering you version 3. You, you can see versions on, on the Instagram page, right? Just go there yeah. and look at it. <laughs> yeah. Version 3, 10. Everton? <laughs> well, uh, I think here there is a question of colors, and uh, we are used to say to see dinos with you know gray, green, brown color, and uh, this color just guesses. We don't really want know what colors are sauropods. In the past, they were. And just know that there are skin pressures and fossils reveal that sauropods had scales, but they don't tell us their color. Many living reptiles, including birds, are brightly colored. So it's possible that sauropods were this way too. But in my opinion, I'll keep my choice, I think, to version three is the best one. Version two is another good one. Uh, because the, the original one, it's similar to the version three, but I think the version three is a more delicate version of the first one. Uh, my, my notes as to, to this animal, I think it's something like 9.5 uh, to this animal or almost 10, maybe 9.9. Oh, well, I like it too much. And this, Gentle giant was one of the preferred dinos in terms of herbivores, not carnivores, because carnivores, you know who it is. Carnivore. So 9.9, it's 9.9. Everyone who saw the video of you jumping from like between the two colors, we all know that. Uh, that video was <laughs> the best so far. Oh, uh, well, so we end up with uh, an average of uh, 9, almost 10 which is impressive, really. <laughs> wow. So, guys, you expect this animal to be in the next movie or series or anything like that? No. Oh, I, I, I do. I don't. I they all died in the island. What, I, I think that, <laughs> that this, this shows us it was the end of a Jurassic cycle, and now we're going to be entering a new one, and... I expect to be seeing new species, and I don't, I don't think that Brachio will be present anymore. Or about, all about the ones that were sighted from the island, because it's written here in the Jurassic Park Wiki fandom that at least two of them were sighted from uh, the Lockwood Manor. Oh, really? Yeah. Brachios? Oh, okay. So, Which yeah. is incredible, because uh, how <laughs> did they put two Brachios in there? But, uh, Indeed. <laughs> Well, if <laughs> if that's if that's the truth, then well, definitely. No, that's a huge bison, man. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah that's that's what, that's interesting. That's bigger than Batman's cave. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. I would like some tips to you know bring things when I'm going to travel to put inside. <laughs> All right. How well. to do it? 
<laughs> so let's close up here. This was another episode of the Jurassic Fan, the Rather Nerd Pond. Please follow us on Instagram. And we also have a Facebook or Twitter. I don't remember, Matt. Oh, we do have Twitter. Oh, yeah. You can, it's at look for number four, look for the skull. It will be in our description box and we'll eventually we'll post something there. That's it, guys. Remember, please, to keep going for the skull. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See you.